Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. I feel like as I have entered into the 30s decade, I can look back and be like, wow, yeah, I am a lot wiser than I was in the 20s. And it's kind of cool. And so I can't wait to see what the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And it's no wonder that these, you know, older women and men are so wise. They have so much experience and so much evolution in their thoughts and in their minds and physically and emotionally and mentally and all the things. It's really, really awesome. I was just looking back at the last decade and thinking of how different I was a decade ago. When I was first married and let's see, I have a 10 year old this year, so I was a new mom. I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I was really stuck in the ways of how I was raised and what my parents believed and what my friends believed and what my in-laws believed. And I didn't really have much of my own opinions. I kind of just was pleasing everyone and was like doing what other people wanted me to do. If they didn't believe in that, I didn't believe in that. If they didn't want me to do that, I didn't do that, you know, and it was just really a lot of just following and it was funny because I always thought of myself as a leader, but at the same time, I was such a follower because I was a people pleaser and I wanted everything to just be easy for everyone. Um, And so I just went backwards and didn't have an opinion and let people guide their other people's opinions guide me. And um, I also let things said to me about me or our family culture, develop beliefs about who I was as a person. I'm trying to think, growing up, I think I did like dogs. And then I got married and my husband didn't like dogs. And then suddenly I didn't like dogs. And then my siblings would get dogs and I was just like, oh, your dog is touching me. Come get your dog. Like, I just didn't like dogs. And at some point I liked dogs growing up. And then it's this, it like switched off like a light bulb. And I was like, I don't like dogs. I got a dog. It lasted three days. Did not like, I was one of those people. And I know you can judge me for that because I, I judge me for that too. The younger me was one of those people that I was like, nope, this is not good. It's yippy. It's yappy. I don't have an attachment to it. It's chewing through cords. It's annoying. I don't like it. I don't like dogs. They smell bad. I, I also, um, got allergies to dogs. So then I was like, being around dogs is uncomfortable. My throat itches. Like, I get a headache. Like, it's, it's just so uncomfortable to be around dogs. I just don't like them. And then some other things, like, we grew up in a family that was not very athletic. We didn't do sports. We weren't, like, a workout type of family. We didn't do, like, family runs or anything like that. We just, we were not very athletic. And so I grew up telling myself, I'm not athletic. I'm not an athletic person. I'm not very strong. I'm a wimp. I'm a pansy. We literally got, like... I think four out of the six siblings got waived from PE in high school. Like, we literally are the least working out family in the whole world. I know that's not a real word, but, like, we were not athletic. And so, I carried this belief of, oh, I'm not athletic. I'm not strong. Um, Another thing is I hated public speaking so much. I remember that I took this horrible, like, humanities class because I wanted to avoid the public speaking class that most people took to get their Brett's credit in college. And... I hated it. I didn't want to be in front of people. I, I hated, like, it just made me so sick. I'm like, I'm not a public speaker. I'm na- not made for this. In high school, I um, ran for treasurer, which was like the worst job on ASB because it was an interview instead of a public speech in front of the whole school. 
and I got it, but um, it would have been so much easier to like be the historian or something fun um, instead of being the treasurer who stayed in at lunch and counted money for the school every day. Like that was a boring job because I hated public speaking. Um, some other beliefs, I didn't think I could ever hire people. I can't hire people. I There's no way. I have too much control issues. I I couldn't trust somebody. I can't afford to pay somebody that. When I first started wedding photography, I told myself, I'm not like a professional wedding photographer. I'm like a church gym wedding photographer. I had a church gym wedding reception and I was like, that's kind of the level of what I can provide. I'm never going to shoot high-end weddings. I'm never going to shoot $10,000 weddings. I'm never going to shoot weddings where they pay me, you know, more than $500. Like, no, that's not for me. And all of these little beliefs that I carried with me were big blocks in who I actually could be. And over the last decade, I have realized that thoughts and beliefs can change. And I think in the beginning, I I kind of just like, my thought is my thought, my opinion is my opinion. This is how it is, right? I'm just not athletic. I'm just not a runner. I just don't like dogs. I don't like public speaking. And I, I carried these really strong beliefs with me for a long time. And as I started doing the mindset work and doing the energy work and just kind of really diving into who I was and kind of unraveling all the layers of trauma and limiting beliefs and all the things, I realized that underneath it all, it's a person that can change their mind, a person that's beliefs can change, strengths can change, weaknesses can change, like everything can change. And through unlearning all of these beliefs, I figured out that I do like dogs. I love dogs. I like them so much. I'll buy two of them and I'll let them sleep in my bed. I am strong, especially when I push myself. I push myself to learn how to ski with my family. Like growing up, I was so terrible at skiing. I hated it. I would like do two runs and then sit in the lodge. And I went maybe three times as a child. And then as soon as my son started learning to ski, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to ski because I want to be able to ski with my kids. And now this year is kind of when the realization kind of hit. I always thought, oh, I'm bad. I'm slow. I'm just skiing with the kids, whatever. And then I took my friends and they're going to listen to this. Bless our hearts. I took my friends skiing and it took us like an hour and a half to get down Gentle Bend. First of all, I didn't know my kids were so fast. I didn't know I was so fast because I was just growing with my kids and we were all just like kind of learning together. It took us an hour and a half to get down this trail The next week I went up alone and I tied myself from the bottom or the top of the lift to the bottom of the lift. And it was four minutes on the same exact trail. And I was like, okay, I'm, I am strong. I do know what I'm doing. But for so long, I'm like, oh, I'm weak. Trust me. I'm so bad at this. Trust me. I'm a pansy. Trust me. I'm so bad. Because I was skiing with all these people that had skied their whole lives. And I just, they were so good. And I didn't realize. And then I realized, okay, I am strong. I am athletic when I push myself. I, I can do these hard things and I can learn skills even as an adult that I didn't have as a kid and that's okay. I learned that I can hire people. I have 10 amazing women that work for me, employees and contractors, and it is the best thing that I've ever done for my business is hiring this team of women, this team, this community, um, this group of people that have become my best friends. They're also, you know, people that share the workload with me so we can take on more clients and grow this empire. It's amazing. I learned that I can speak in public and I'm good at it. I still don't, I wouldn't say I love it. <laughs> I think people think I do because I do it a lot. Um, and there is like a thrill and a high afterwards after you're done public speaking. 
but um, leading up to it, I'm still just as anxious as ever, but I know that I can, and I know that um, it's okay, and then I, and I, I do love it after. My mission is to empower women in their roles as business owners and mothers so that they can feel like they're running an amazing business without sacrificing family life and without feeling that mom guilt. And that's why I created this little workbook that is going to walk you through a few very basic, simple steps to find peace, joy, and fulfillment in your life as a mompreneur. There's a link below where you can sign up to get the guilt-free mompreneur mini workbook and start using affirmations, a cute little schedule, and a gratitude journal to start living your guilt-free mompreneur life right away. Some other things is when we were first married, I hated when my husband was gone. When my husband was gone, even before we had kids, I would go stay at my aunt's house or I'd go stay with my sister. Like I was like, I can't be alone. I need my husband to be here, whatever. And then I started having kids and I was like, okay, well, I can't do that. My husband won't be here. I can't go camping with you or I can't go to the museum with you because I have kids or, you know, like my husband won't be able to help or whatever. I learned pretty quickly that my husband didn't like a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Like he didn't like camping. He didn't like, you know, all these different things that I love to do. And I realized that if I wanted to do those things, I needed to do them without him. Like I couldn't wait for him to come around because a lot of times like he would find something else for us to do instead because he didn't want to do those things. And that's fine. We have different um, likes and desires and he does what he likes with the kids and I do what I like with the kids and we realize we can be like independently united. Like I can do this independently, he can do this with ind independently and we can still be a family and love to do things together but different different things are fine. You know, we like different things. So I learned I can go camping with three kids without my husband. I've done more camping trips with just my kids than I have with my kids and my husband. Um, I road trip more with just my kids because he doesn't like to road trip. He likes to fly. He likes to travel, but um, he doesn't like to road trip. And I love to road trip. So when I go to Washington or Oregon or even like St. George, Las Vegas, like I can do it without my husband. I don't need him to be in the car for me to do a road trip with my kids. I can go to the pool without my kid, without my husband. I can um, go to family barbecues without my husband if he's working. And he travels a lot, and I think that adds to it. It's not necessarily that he doesn't want to do some of these things. A lot of it is that he travels. And so I have learned that instead of limiting myself to like, oh, I can't do it, my husband's not there, or oh, my husband doesn't like that, so we're not going to do it, I have learned I can do anything I want even without my husband. And so the point I wanted to make here is that our thoughts can change. And if you're feeling like, oh yeah, no, I just don't like dogs or I hate running or I hate working out. I'm so bad at it or I'm the worst cleaner or I'm the worst whatever, you know, all the things we tell ourselves that that fixed mindset of like, n this will never change. We are this forever and ever and we feel stuck in that mindset it's not true. We don't have to stay there. We don't have to always be a bad cook or never make dinner or hate going to the gym or have a bad relationship with food or with money or with budgets or what with whatever we're telling ourselves that we're terrible at. Just because we're, we were raised one way or our family culture was that way or people have told you you're not good at that or you've told yourself you're not good at that, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way forever. So this week... I want you to write out the things you tell yourself that are those big thought bubbles that you've had over the past year or the past 
couple years or the past decade of things that you've told yourself that aren't actually true. For me, it was, I don't like dogs. I don't like running. I'm not strong. I, I'm not athletic. I hate public speaking. I can't do things without my husband. Those are kind of some of, some of the thoughts that were coming up. Um, now, some newer thoughts that I'm going to write on mine is, I can't handle puke. And I don't know if I want to write that because that means I have to face that and I don't know if I can. Okay, I can. I can. It's all about my mindset, right? Um, but there's still things that I'm working on. It's not like I've suddenly like, oh my gosh, everything that I used to think I couldn't handle, I can. Like there's still big things I'm working on. You guys know with the puke thing, it's a big deal. I can handle puke. And some other one, oh, running. Running is still on my list. I'm not a runner. I always say, oh, I'm not a runner. I hate running. Running's the worst. I hate like, you know, like high or fair, all these different things. Like I, I don't necessarily love them, but I want to love them. I want to be able to push my body past those points. I want to be able to go to a group workout class. I want to be able to run a 5k with my family. Like I want to be able to do those things. But for so long, I've told myself I'm not a runner. I'm not strong. I, I hate that feeling. I da da da, whatever it is. So I want you to make a list of those thoughts that you currently have that are holding you back. And I know that they're really hard beliefs for you to change, even if they seem simple. Like I was telling my in-laws that I don't like to run. They're like, what? Why? Because they can literally run marathons and they're amazing. Um, and they like, you can't run a mile. What, what is wrong with you? And so for some people, your things that you're writing down, they may seem, seem really simple. They might even seem simple to you. But just remember that we all have these different limiting beliefs that stop us. Even my sister-in-laws that can run half marathons and marathons have other things that they block themselves with, right? So it takes a conscious effort to change these stories in my in our minds. Um, so after you write down these thoughts, I want you to write the opposite. So if you say like, I hate running or I can't run further than a mile or I can't whatever, I want you to next to it, write, I love to run and I can run as long as my, as you know, as long as I want to, or I can run long distances or I want you to flip it. I want you to write, write next to it in a different color or a different font if you're doing it online or whatever. I want you to write the opposite, an affirmation. And then I want you to pin those affirmations on your wall or on your mirror or next to your desk and read them every day this week. So you can start changing those beliefs that you're having inside of your mind. So if you're like writing, let's use the running example. You write, I hate to run next to it. I love to run. I can run a mile every day. After you do a mile every day, maybe you change it to I can run three miles every day. And you just keep bumping up those baby steps until you feel like, I'm a runner. I love this. It's the best thing ever, right? Um, so you're going to think of all the things that are blocking you, all the big thoughts you have that you just like, I hate that. I hate that so much. I'm, I want to change that. And then next to it, you write the affirmation where you're going to change it. You're going to flip the script and change the story. You're going to read that every single day and you're going to act on it. I want you to act on it. So if you're, if you're working on the hate for running, maybe you run for five minutes every day. It can be so small. I'm not asking you to run a marathon. You might never want to run a marathon. It might never ever fully change that you like suddenly love to run, right? But you know that you can do it. You can push your body to that level because your mindset can change. It's not fixed. It's not fixed. It doesn't stay the same forever. You can move into a growth mindset where you can expand your thoughts and expand what you're capable of. It's amazing. And then in addition to that, I want you to 
seek out a coach or someone that can help you in that area. So if you're like, I hate marketing, you find a marketing coach. I hate running. You start following a fitness person that's like couch to 5k or something like that. So I want you to find some sort of education to help you and to push you. It could just be following them on Instagram and watching their reels. It could be watching a couple of their YouTubes. It could be taking a course from them. It could be hiring them for coaching. I don't care what it is, but I want you to take baby steps in switching to that growth mindset because your thoughts are controlling you right now. And the cool thing is they don't have to. You can control every single one of those thoughts. And that's what I like to teach so much in group coaching, so much in one-on-one coaching, and so much anytime I'm, I'm working with a woman is that your thoughts can change and you can do whatever you want to do. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Munchers Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.